Welcome to the DGC History Podcast. Today we, Emma Kinghorn and Caitlin McIntosh, will be telling you about the Southville Massacre, which took place in the township of Southville at the police station on the 21st of March, 1960. In order to understand why people were at the Sharpville police station on the 21st of March 1960, you have to understand what they were protesting against. The main protest at Sharpville was against the pass laws. South Africa had had pass laws since the 1700s, but in 1952 the apartheid government passed the Abolition of Passes Act. This act repealed earlier laws, which had differed from province to province. These earlier laws had dealt only with male black workers. The Abolition of Passes Act made it illegal for any black man over 16 not to have a pass. The new laws also required for the individual to carry their pass at all times. These new laws restricted the movements of black individuals and were used to produce a greater segregation of whites and blacks. In 1959-1960, these laws were extended to include women. The apartheid government used the past laws as a reason to arrest, harass and detain opposition to the National Party. Many of those arrested for infringement of these laws never returned to their families and to this day no record exists of what happened to them. The Southville Uprising was organized by the Pan-African Congress as part of a larger campaign. The ANC had intended for a Sharpville march on the 31st of March 1960, but the Pan-African Congress disrupted this intended march and organized an uprising of their own on the 21st of March because they had believed the ANC's defiance campaign wouldn't work. At about 10 a.m., a large, peaceful crowd consisting of about 5,000 to 7,000 people gathered at the Sharpville Police Station, which had 20 policemen officers on duty, offering themselves up for arrest. Later on in the day, around 20,000 people had gathered at the police station, and the crowd's mood had reportedly turned hostile. 130 police reinforcements were brought in, heavily armed. Airplanes and jets flew overhead to try and scatter the crowd, which according to different sources, either responded by hurling rocks or cheering because they thought it was an air display by the Air Force. At 1pm, the police tried to arrest a protester, resulting in a scuffle. The people in the back tried to move forward to see what was happening, forcing the people in the front to advance on the police station, which resulted in the police opening fire on the protesters. Official police reports in 1960 stated that inexperienced police officers had panicked when the crowd had advanced, setting off a chain reaction that lasted about 40 seconds. Police were also on high alert as two months earlier, nine police officers had been killed at Cato Manor. Claims were also made by the National Party that the crowd had been stoning the police. Official figures released in 1960 claimed 69 people were killed, of which 8 were women and 10 were children. 180 people were injured, of which 31 were women and 19 were children. Many protesters were shot in the back as they tried to flee the gunfire. After the Shuffle Massacre occurred, many white South Africans went into a stage of panic. Many gun stores and weapons stores were sold out because white South Africans felt they were now very vulnerable. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange had a crisis as everyone was selling off their shares. South Africa went into a stage of panic. The week after the massacre saw demonstrations, riots and marches and strikes around the country and the South African government declared a state of emergency on the 30th of March 1960. 
A storm of international rioting took place around the world, including sympathetic marches in many countries. The Sharpeville massacre led to the banning of the Pan-African Congress and the ANC, which led them to start leaving passive resistance and start using armed resistance. On April 1, 1960, the United Nations Security Council passed Resolution 134. This condemned South African policies and requested that the President of the Union of South Africa meet with a representative from the UN. South Africa found itself increasingly isolated in the international community after Sharpeville. Sharpeville also played a part in South Africa's departure from the Commonwealth nations in 1961. The Sharpeville massacre is an enormously important part of South African history and has been impacting on South African politics through the next 30 years of apartheid and even in dem democratic South Africa today. Human Rights Day is celebrated in South Africa on March 21st in remembrance of the Sharpeville massacre. Thank you for tuning in to DGC History Podcasts with Emma Kinghorn and Caitlin McIntosh. See you next time.